So at this point in time, I'm heading into the introduction. I know with the ushers going, it'll be a little confusing for a second, but you, don't, you didn't really come to listen to me, so I'll get my introduction out of the way, and we'll get on to the main attraction here. Um, I want to say that it is my phenomenal privilege and honor to be introducing to you Canon Andrew White. By way of introduction, I want to show you an image that went up days ago in one of the incredible ironies of the modern world that this barbaric state of ISIS should be creating an English language propaganda magazine in order to recruit adherents from the West. And the front cover of that magazine four days ago was this. That is a picture of the Vatican and they have replaced the cross with an ISIS flag. For those who believe in some fashion ISIS is just trying to create a country or they're just trying to do whatever they're doing. That is not their goal. It is stated in the magazine that they are doing. Their goal is the eradication of Christians from the face of the globe that Islam might become the global religion. This is not a pluralistic society. This is the eradication of all religions except for Islam that it should all come under that flag. Now, you go ahead and take that off of here because I just would rather not give it any more play than it needs. But I do want to say this. I've read the end of the book, and I know that they do not succeed. But I do want to tell you that I've also read the end of the book, and it tells me that before the end, there is a time of horrific persecution. And whether we are in those end days or not, it is arguable that we are. But whether we're in them or not, at the very least, we are experiencing right now at least the foreshadowing of what it's going to be like. In Iraq, a few years ago, 1.3 million Christians. Depending on how things go in the coming months, it is entirely conceivable that there will be virtually none. Certainly, certainly no open worship. It's interesting to me the parallel between that and the fall of the temple in Jerusalem, which had about 1.2 or 3 million people in Jerusalem. And then it fell, and they lost virtually everyone. Now, the parallels are not perfect, but I just want to point out that these things that God does, he does in order to warn us. Right now, in the Western Christian world, if you were to ask 100 Western Christians about ISIS and what's going on in the Middle East, you would get a majority of them that wouldn't even be aware, really, of what's happening. Of those who did know what was going on, many of them would feel very badly about it while they were hearing about it, but would then move on to the rest of their lives. For those of us gathered here today, I believe the reason why you're here is because you know that biblical command that when one part of the body suffers, we all <laughs> suffer with it. And that is what we do here today, but we confess before Canon White and before God, we confess that we feel a certain fecklessness because we do not know what to do about it. Well, we have the perfect person to tell us what to do about it here today. Canon White is, in my opinion, he is certainly the most important Christian in the most dangerous part of the world. But I also believe that he's a modern-day Mother Teresa. Just as Mother Teresa somehow kept herself from being soiled by the things of this world and was able to keep her witness incredibly pure, so that people could see what the real gospel actually looked like. Canon White does not receive any funds from the money that 
going to raise today for his foundation, nor does he receive any funds from the Anglican Church where he serves. Instead, he counts on the Lord to provide for him and his wife and two children. Not only has he kept himself from those violations, those impurities of the world, but he is also like Mother Teresa, the one who goes into the very most difficult places on earth and does so willingly and cheerfully with love in his heart and without fear. Though he has been kidnapped, though he has been held at gunpoint, though he has been thrown into rooms where there are body parts strewn about, though he has been threatened repeatedly and continually, he carries at times up to 35 bodyguards who have self-confessed that if something were to happen, they would scatter. And yet he does not fear for himself. He goes with God into the most difficult places in order to show us what the gospel looks like. In fact, I want to say this. I think that Canon White shows us what an end-time Christian looks like. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so phenomenally honored to have him here today. So would you please welcome with me generously and graciously, Canon Andrew White. Before I start, I'd like to pray the blessing in Aramaic. The language was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. Shemidbaba, Brona, Brucha, Kosha. Allah, Amen. Lord, come and move amongst us. Speak to us. Enable us to take risks for you, that your kingdom may come amongst us. Lord, you are here. Your spirit is with us. Amen. Look, when I came in here this morning and saw this chair, it made me think that the last time I had a chair like this, it was Saddam Hussein's throne. Saddam Hussein's throne room became my chapel. And his throne became my chaplain's seat. So I used to have to preach from it really hard. <laughs> the one good thing about it was it was the most comfortable chair I've ever had. <laughs> this chair is quite good. I think it's nearly on par with Saddam's throne. But you don't want that. Very good to be with you this morning in this place. Where am I? I thought I was in Seattle. Bellevue. Bellevue. Yeah. 
very good to be in Bellevue. Bellevue, with the beautiful clouds and the lovely weather. I was told it was so beautiful here. Look at the sky. And I said, yes, it's wet, it's cold, it's miserable, it's horrible, and I want to get back to the weather in Baghdad, where it's 140 Fahrenheit. And you come here, but God has sent me here. And I'm pleased to be with you. And I'm pleased to be able to tell you a little about where I'm coming from. Now, what time do I have until? 11.30. It's only 10.30. It's a long time. Good. Now, just so you know who I am, my name is Andrew White. And by background, I'm not a pastor. I'm a gas man. I can put you to sleep with drugs or sermons because I'm an anesthesiologist, traditionally. So take your pick, sermons or drugs. <coughs> Sermons take a lot longer than drugs. <laughs> so I started my life putting people to sleep. And then I ran the resuscitation team, so I started resurrecting the dead. I was rather good at that. And then one day, standing in my hospital in central London, opposite Big Ben, I said, Lord, thank you that you've helped me to get to the best hospital in the world to train and work. And I love it. I want to be here forever. But before we finalize things, what next, Lord? He said, I want you to go into the church. I said, but I'm good at this. I'm very good at anesthetics. And God said, no, I want you to go into the church. I said, what church? He said, the Anglican church. I said, Lord, they're not even all saved. <laughs> I wasn't really reared an Anglican. I was reared Pentecostal. My grandfather had been the assistant to somebody called Smith Wigglesworth. Have you heard of him? Yes. I have his Bible here. Smith Wigglesworth actual Bible. If you buy one of my books, <laughs> you can have a look at it. <laughs> it's 
falling to pieces. It's in a bit of a bad way. And all these bits are falling on me already. I was at Bill Johnson's Supernatural School of Ministry at Bethel one day. And I got this Bible out and all the bits were falling off it. And the students started going around picking up the bits that had fallen and turning them into laminated bookmarks. In Arabic, we say mahaba. In Hebrew, we say mushagah. In English, we say a bit crazy. So, I give thanks to God that at the very center of my life has always been the belief in the supernatural, that God is miraculous, and he can do great and wonderful things. Do you believe that? Now, if you look in the Bible at Romans 8, Romans 8, verse 18, you see that wonderful passage where it says that I consider our present suffering so are not worthy to compare with the glory that will be revealed in us. I am serving God in what is arguably the most dangerous place in the world. And I love it. If you're where God wants you to be, you will always have joy in doing what he wants you to do. And so, even though I've had all those awful things happen to me, I'm really joyful that I'm there. I I'm in Iraq, not because when I was a little boy, I grew up saying I wanted to go to Iraq. I grew up saying I wanted to be a gas man, an anaesthetist. Fancy at 10 when your teacher asks you what do you want to do when you grow up. You say, I want to be an anesthesiologist and a priest. <laughs> and she said to me, you can't do two things. You can only do one. And you can't be a priest because you're Pentecostal. <clears throat> and they don't have priests. Anyway, God, God sorts it out. <laughs> so I do both. I've done both. So I'm in, in Iraq at this incredible church. I was there before the church was reopened. The church was established in 1864. In 2003, there was a little war against Iraq. And so... 
the empty church came back to me. And we reopened the church, first week 100, second week 200, third week 300, fourth week 400 members or attendees. And I thought, this is quite a good growth rate, 100 a week. The church went up to six and a half thousand. It had a school, clinic, hospital. And for the first time, I saw that my ministry, my preaching, teaching, came together with my medical work, my relief work, and my feeding work. And then the violence started to get so bad that people started to run away from Baghdad and they went back to Nineveh or Nineveh. That was the homeland of Christianity because 1,700 years ago an evangelist came to visit us, really a miserable evangelist. He came by submarine. <laughs> he didn't like being there. He said, Lord, I knew that you were loving and forgiving. I knew that you always forgave people and loved people. Therefore, let me die. The last thing he says in his prophecy is, Lord, I want to die. All the people started following the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They all became Jews. And then 700 years later, God sends another miserable person. This time, his name was Martoma. To you, doubting Thomas. And he stood amongst all these people who believed in the God of Abraham. The God of Abraham, Abraham, Ibrahim, Abraham, he comes from Iraq. He was an Iraqi. He came from Ur. <laughs> Ever been to Ur? Very good place, Ur. And so Thomas said, did you know your Messiah had come? Your Mashiach has arrived. And they said, no, nobody told us that. So he told them they all believed. So for 700 years until Martoma, all the people believed and loved God. Martoma came. And they all believed and loved in Jesus. Did you know that until two months ago, Nineveh was Christian? All my people come from Nineveh. And then two months ago, ISIS arrived the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. 
They removed all of our people from Nineveh. They chopped off their heads. They killed them. They massacred them. One day, a man called Elias contacted me. He had been a member of my flock. He'd gone back home. And he said, Abuna, Abuna. They call me Abuna in Iraq, which means my daddy. I said, what's wrong, Elias? He said, ISIS came to me. And there I was with my five children. And they said, if you don't say the words of converting to Islam, all your children are dead. And he said, Abuna, I said it. I said those words. Will, you, will Yeshua, Jesus, stop loving me? I've always loved Jesus. I've always served him. But I couldn't see my children killed. Tell me, if somebody came to you now and said, you say these words or we'll kill all your children, what would you do? Don't just say nothing. I'm talking to you. <laughs> Who would say it to save the lives of their children? Yeah, I, would. I would. I would. I would. I could not see my children killed in front of me. So I told Elias, you may have said that, but Jesus knows you love him. He will not leave you. That was bad. That was upsetting. So many other awful things had happened. Nine days ago, I was speaking at the congregation on Mount Carmel in Israel, and an email came through. It said, you know your five children, Hannah, Miriam, Elias. Johanan, Isis came into their home this morning and they said to the children, you have got to say that you are becoming Muslim. Otherwise, you will be killed. Do you know what the children said? They said, we have always loved Yeshua. Yeshua has always loved us. We will never leave Yeshua. And the children held each other 
and tortured Jesus. And they were all killed. This was last week. I'm really happy in the work of serving God in Iraq. But when your children get killed, you cry. They are my children. How can you do this to my children? And I say, Jesus, you know we love our children. And do you know what Jesus says? You are heirs of God. You are children of the Father. But we cannot share in the glory of Christ unless we share in the suffering of Christ. This is the suffering of Christ. What I'm saying to you today, I'm coming here not saying if you do this, this and this, you can have a glorious wacky time. I'm saying if you follow the way of Christ, you too share in the suffering of his people in the suffering of my people did you know that my people my people are also your people did you know that we are your brothers and your sisters What happens to us happens to your people. And we have great hope. Do you know why? As your pastor said earlier this morning, soon and very soon we're going to see the king. Soon and very soon, I am going to see the Lord. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we're going to see the King. Come and stand up and sing it. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, 
We are going to see the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to see the King. Ha, hallelujah. Well, you're not very good. <laughs> you're really not very good. <clears throat> well, are you trying to say that my singing is no good? <laughs> Don't worry, we'll do some more. In my, amongst my people, we're surrounded by bombs and rockets and bullets and things to try and destroy us. Voice of the Martyrs came and saw us one day and they said to us, how is it that everything is so awful here, and yet you are all so happy. How is it? One of my young people said, Ah, when you've lost everything, Jesus is all you've got left. When you've lost everything, You've still got Jesus. We have lost everything. But we haven't lost our Yeshua. And we can still sing all the time. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Where? Got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart to stay. And I'm so happy, so very happy. I've got the love of Jesus in my heart. And I'm so happy, so very happy. I've got the love of Jesus in my heart. I've got the peace that passes understanding down in my heart. Where? And I'm so happy, so very happy. I've got the love of Jesus in my heart. And I'm so happy, so very happy. I've got the love of Jesus in my heart. Now, I'm told that in my speaking gets rather boring. So, let you see some video. Would you like to see some video? Have you got my video? Allah 
two days, we have had 158 people killed in Baghdad. There's our ugly church building. Supernaturally or medically. Saturn's rings unveil our Father as you sing, and my soul wells up with hallelujah. Oh, praise Him all His mighty works. There is no language where you can be heard. Your soul goes out to all the earth. Hallelujah. everything and when you've lost everything you realize Jesus is all you have left and he is everything oh, praise him all his mighty words there is no language where you can be heard your song goes out to all the earth hallelujah, hallelujah. that's Babylon Christians targeted? Absolutely. Why? Tell me Everybody about. is targeted in Iraq. It doesn't matter whether you're Shia, Sunni, Yazidi, Mandian, Masihi, Christian. They're all targeted. Baghdad, the church was filled to overflowing over 3,000 people and the children loved it and they were getting their Samaritan's purse boxes and also their Christmas presents given by the Toys for Tots program of the US Marines. You don't hear about the fact that 
the Americans left us, but the last thing they did was to give toys to our children. share the love of God in such a way that friends to us become friends to each other, not enemies. There is a candle in every soul, some brightly burning, and some dark and cold, and there is a spirit. Who brings a fire, ignites a candle, and makes his home. Carry your candle, run to the darkness, seek out the helpless, confused and torn, and hold out your candle for all to see it. Take your candle and go light your world. Take your candle and go light your world. So carry your candle and run to the darkness. Seek out the lonely, the tired and to Baghdad that you'll get killed I said I will never stop you can't leave the people you love no. we are a family whose hearts are blazing so let's raise our candles and light up the sky praying to our father in the name of Jesus Make us a beacon in darkest times. Carry your candle, run to the darkness, seek out the hopeless, deceived and poor. And hold out your candle for all to see. Take your That, <clears throat> that is a general introduction to our life in Baghdad. But recently, since so many of the Christians have been dispelled from their, removed from their hometowns, we have had to start a major new relief project. They have nothing. We have to give them food homes, clothing, 
We really need you to help us do this. Because these are your family and our family. We don't get money from governments or international relief agencies. We get it from you. And God has really provided us incredibly. I can honestly say we have nothing, but we have everything. We have nothing, but God has given us everything. Everything. Any questions? Do something. Uh, what are we going to do? I'd like to take the offering, and then we're going to go ahead and dismiss for those who leave. Then we're going to do an answer. Well, we're going to get time for it now. So if, it's okay, so just, if people want to go, they can go. Yeah. Good. So, so what we're doing... <laughs> If you don't really care, you can go. <laughs> There'll be a little camera at the door taking pictures of whoever leaves in the next 10 minutes. <laughs> so we are going to take that offering now. And then, like I say, we're going into a Q&A. And we're going to take a quick break and rearrange some chairs up here and do some things. And then we're going to microphones throughout the congregation and so on. Uh, I want you to just listen, do the offering, and then we're going to stand uh, we were going to do a song. P Pam, I don't think it's going to work, okay? I think we're just going to flow right into it. So we'll do the offering and then just do that. Thank you for but being But Pam, possible. I like your songs. Yes, very much. Thank you for that. So, uh, you know, I don't have to say anything more, right? What we want to do. Yes, Sherry. Can we wait for the Q&A for that? Do you mind? Yeah. Uh, the re what he was explaining at the very end of it was is that everything is changing rapidly in Iraq. And so what has happened with the foundation, whereas they were, the video that you saw had numbers up on what it was taking to do St. George's, but the fact of the matter is is St. George's and the whole thing is, all of it's kind of falling apart at this point, and the need doesn't go lesser because of that. The need, the need is, is now quadruple. Is, quad is much, much greater because there are now hundreds of thousands of people. $100,000 a week. There's hundreds of thousands of people that are on the move because they're fleeing for their lives. They're fleeing from Mosul, which is Nineveh, and so on. They're fleeing from Baghdad. They're fleeing from everywhere. And what the foundation is doing now is supporting these people as they're fleeing to safety wherever they can find that. So that's what we're doing. Yet, before we do it, I'm always going to call on you. Go ahead. Oh, well, let's do that. Put that up there. Let me just say, for those of you who are signed up for... Lake Sam, the MoGive thing, you can text that number, put Canon White in, and then any amount, and that is going to go directly to him. The, um, in your bulletins, is it in your bulletins? Where's the one? There's a separate envelope, there it is, in your bulletin, in your seat trays, and in your bulletin packets. Is it in seat trays too? Okay, but there's a, second, there's a second envelope. Take that out and just write on it for Canon White. That'll also go to him, okay? Uh, go ahead, Carol. Uh, 
uh, you need to make them to Lake Sam so that we can pass the money on to, to Cannon White. Yeah. Uh, do me a favor. Uh, let me know. If you do not want your information passed on to him so that any fundraising, I don't even know what they do, but any fundraising newsletters and so on that they're doing, if you do not want that, then please write on there that you don't want that. Otherwise, we're probably going to pass on your information to, to the foundation so that they can, you can, between you and the Lord and them, and then you can start giving directly to the foundation, okay? And we can, you can sign up for our details uh, by going book to book table outside. Okay, the, on the book table you can sign up for the emails also, and I'm sure there's a website. In fact, I know there is because I went to it and pulled some images from it. And so you can also go to the foundation. And the name of the foundation again is Foundation for Relief and Reconciliation in the Middle East. Okay, so you can sign up there also, and you could give directly to there if you wanted. Okay, we wanted to do this in order to keep it as simple as possible, but it's hard, right? So we're, this offering, every dime in this offering is going to them, and we've, we've set it up to where we know how to do this, okay? So Lord, in Jesus' holy and precious name, this congregation, these people, your family, come before you right now, and what we do is, is we, the body hurts, we feel it, we respond with one of the things that you have given us in such abundance. We are asking you that that would also connect us with the work that you are doing so that if there's anything else that you want, we know prayer is in there, but if there's anything else besides that, Lord, that you would make that clear and that we would, in fact, get connected to that also. God, we are sitting here in pain for our brothers and our sisters, and we want to know how to help. I am asking you to lay on the hearts of people now to give generously, abundantly, above and beyond in Jesus' holy and precious name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Go ahead and I forgot to mention something important. Oh, apart from Iraq, we also work in Israel. So we're working to actually, we even bring together the Israelis and the Iraqis. Vijay. Sorry, Vijay, put the, put the text back up on there. Apparently, I'm sorry. We got the, tech, we got the uh, text name wrong. It's one N. Adam, you need to explain it to me right now. Just tell me what's going on. Uh, there's an extra N in Canon. It should be C-A-N-O-N. C-A-N-O-N. An extra N. One N. One N, C-A-N-O-N, Canon White. So that's the text. So if you got it, if you, if you on MoGiv and you tried this, it'll bounce back to you saying, hey, we don't have that keyword. Okay? So just do it again with the one N and you're good to go. Okay? Now, what we're going to do right now, um, while they're finishing up, let's go ahead and take one question and then we'll break for two seconds, reset the chairs, and we're going to go right into Q&A as, as Canon White wanted to do to begin with. So... Uh, has a question and thank you for taking the thank you for taking the microphones and getting a question out there so we can get it go ahead Oza right here PJ Oza no hold on one sec Oza we want to get it so that people that are watching can see it too there's lots of people streaming in today they felt that there might be too many people here so they wanted to make sure that there were seats for you all that are visiting so go ahead Oza are you uh, affiliated with uh, Dr. Mike Evans he's uh He's with International Fellowship of Christian Jews in Israel. I know him. 
my wife and I, we, we've supported Israel for a long time. Right. And uh, I get emails from him every day yeah. concerning the status in Israel. Yeah, well, I've met him. He kind of phones me and says, come and have dinner at the King David. And I go and do that. But it's a very different work, but a vital work. And it's really important that we have brought together Israel and Iraq. Incredible. And we work very much with the Israeli government and with the Messianic Jewish communities and the Orthodox Jewish communities. I studied in Israel at Yeshiva. I did the training of a rabbi. And in Iraq, we have six Jews. So I'm like the rabbi and the pastor. Friday nights, I do Kiddush with my Jews. All two who can come out, four can't come out. And then we worship together. So at this moment in time, I'm going to end this with a prayer. And then stand up, stretch, say hi to somebody. Uh, literally, let's give this about one minute. So please, if you're leaving, that's fine. We love you. We will take your picture and you'll be recorded. But other than that, you're, you're, you're loved, respected, not quite as much. But, you know, nonetheless. Okay, we are going to be ending, by the way, for those of you who want to know, we'll be ending at about 10 till so that he has time in order to sign some books, okay? So uh, that's going to give us a good half hour or more for discussion, and that's good. So Lord, in Jesus' name, we want to thank you right now for this opportunity. We want to ask you to connect us. We want to ask you to bless the work that Canon White is doing, and we just, all of us, reach our arms out. And we ask for an anointing, we ask for your presence, your Holy Spirit that is already so mightily upon to yet increase. As the need increases, God, <laughs> there are you. As evil increases, you're all the more. And so in Jesus' holy and precious name, God, we ask you that you would anoint this man for the work to which you have called him to. We ask you that you would anoint every person here for what you have called them to do regarding this. In Jesus' holy and precious name, God, as only you can do, thank you, God. Steal us and keep us and send us. Here are we. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So take one minute. We'll be right back. <laughs>